back to this live podcast. We have a brand new guest for you this week. I am so excited to have her with us. She is a phenomenal young woman and I cannot wait for you to hear her story. She is a public speaker, a BA Honours graduate in interior and spatula design. She's speaking my language as a fellow designer. She loves photography, traveling and engaging in community-based projects. She does volunteer and is also a co-chair for Big Local Broad Green Charity, which is in Croydon, and is also a director and a trustee for the Croydon Drop, a mental health charity for the youth, and also is involved in a little bit more tasks with Legacy Youth Zone. Very inspiring. As a care leader, Queenie, she's a has a phenomenal story and I cannot wait for you to be so inspired by her. She is using her platform currently for change, advocacy and impact in so many ways. I have seen her flourish for the little time that I've known her and I know her future is bright. Evening girl, how are you? (laughs) Hey, 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 I'm good, thank you. How are you? Thank you for having me. Absolutely amazing. I think we have waited for this one. We have prayed into this one. <laughs> and, um, I'm just so happy to have you on our podcast. And, you know, like I said in your introduction, like you really are so inspiring and I love your story. So, what have you been up to? Happy New Year. <laughs> <laughs> happy New Year. Yeah, what's been, well, I mean, to start off the New Year, it's, it's been yeah. so different and um, exciting, different and um, new opportunities, new, stepping into a new chapter of my life where I've sort of become fully self-employed. Um, so that's been that's been a change, a good change, which I'm really excited about and just, yeah, really excited for what this year is going to bring. Awesome. Are you kind of like one of the rest of us who do like um, the New Year's resolution or have you got a different strategy for this one? that's such a good question I used to do new year's resolutions and I used to flop by like week two of the year and so I sort of said let me just do a little bit different this time around so rather than like resolutions I've set um goals um and just yeah just to kind of give me something a bit more tangible to work towards which is which hopefully (laughs) should work out amazing well um like i said it could be kind of like a resolution do you have anything to do with sports on there i do not this time (laughs) i've just been keeping it simple you know just kind of having like a workout at home waking up obviously eating healthy looking after myself um but i completely agree with you like this year i just decided okay let's do something different um and i felt that I just wanted to take a little bit of a step back and actually listen out for what God has to say and not just, you know, bring out a list. Sorry, guys, whoever's done a list, we're not the same. We're just appreciating that we have a different strategy. You know, and I wrote out this list and it's just been so simplified for me and I love it. And I don't know if, you know, that is something you want to share or build up on. Like, what made you choose goals? Did you do something different this year or what encouraged you to come down this path yeah yeah I mean for me I I just I saw 
because I've stepped into a new year, um, into a new sort of life essentially with things looking a little bit different to how last year would have started, I kind of said, hey, like, let's write down a list of tangible, measurable goals that I want to reach this year. Um, and just kind of even dating them, like going as far as dating them when I want things to be done. Um, but not so much so that if it does, if it doesn't happen, that it's the end of the world. No, but something yeah. that I can like look forward to. Um, yeah. And I just really, I'm so hopeful for the kind of structure that will give my year because it's like something that you can look forward to, right? And yeah. um, so whether that's for me, a business goal, a fitness goal, health yeah. goal, travel goal, um sort of you name it like yeah. characterizing them and and even relationship goals with my friends like within yeah. the community that I serve my spiritual goals yeah. um yeah just all around it so it doesn't kind of seem like oh I, I you know I want to I want to do this and I'm yeah. I'm not going to do that anymore that's my resolution and it's like <laughs> But Very you know, anyone can anyone can backslide. Like we're human, you know. Yeah. Um. So rather than kind of putting that sort of huge weight on your shoulders, why not work towards something instead? And yeah. it's part it's part of the journey. It's part of the process. It's not about the destination, um, yeah. necessarily. So yeah, that's kind of what inspired me to make that shift into goals and not resolutions amazing because i've been following your story like quite recently and i did notice i think it was towards the end of last year that you picked up fitness and i know that you've broken down your goals which is absolutely key because we can be vague in this area and you're like i want a car I'm like what type of car? yeah <laughs> you know you have to be so specific and i love that you've dated them you've broken them down and you know the different holistically actually that's what i wanted to say yeah because i think we can be so vague with listeners like i want to lose weight i want to get a car and it's not like these things are bad but it's just like we're not so specific to you know like tailoring it to who we are as a person and you know you especially you mentioned something like having spiritual goals and friendship goals which is so nice so maybe that will help someone who was kind of like oh i need to make a list but i didn't know how to make a list but bringing it back to the sports you started running and you yeah. remind me so much of our i was like this is so much like forest gump it's so good i'm <laughs> gonna keep watching <laughs> and i was like come on girl i was cheering you on i know obviously like you know people give social media and they know platform is such a big backlash but I actually love seeing encouraging stories and I'm always I think everyone knows I'm a Christian like I just don't like hiding my faith yeah but I was like this is interesting you know literally when you're like okay I've done a 10k I've done I've woken up in the morning and I'm like wow I'm in the house I would try to run up the stairs <laughs> <laughs> and that was my bit but then I would always catch up on you what brought this fascination and you know this desire to just that yeah. yeah I mean so it all started with <laughs> with the fact that I got very frustrated that I'd <laughs> run up a step upstairs okay yeah no I got I got quite frustrated that I'd walk up or run up or yeah. you know go up a set of a flight of stairs and I'd be so out of breath which wow might just sound like totally random because you know it that happens to everybody but I, yeah. I thought to myself I'm young like yeah. I'm, not, I'm not saying I have to be as fit as a fiddle but yeah I shouldn't be this exhausted I shouldn't be this 
sort of tired um i have a lot of energy i need to have a lot of energy especially now um and i'm like okay i need to, something needs to change um be that whether it was my diet or my habits or whatever the case may be and so i was like you know let me let me take up um running I, I i mean it all started with walking so i'd go for lots and lots yeah. of walks and i loved it and i was like well let me just let me just try this um, and yeah. the first run couldn't run to save my life like i would run 30 seconds 90 seconds and i'm already like that's it i'm done yeah. <laughs> and, and so i was like okay let, i need some guidance some structure and i was really yeah. inspired by people during the lockdown season yeah. that we were in by people yeah. who would run 5k um, or did couch to 5k or you know and I was like okay let me let me do that um let me just try and if yeah. I don't get to the end it doesn't matter at least I tried and yeah. and I tried and I did it um and I you kept going <laughs> and I kept going I'm on my way to running 10k and um, wow. this springtime so I'm really excited I, I think what's been amazing about the journey is how mm. much it has improved my fitness um yeah. I've lost obviously a lot of weight through that process but also it's helped my mindset Um, it's so good for clearing your mind I didn't know how much I'd enjoy it I hated it at the beginning like I was like I'm definitely not going to get halfway this is not it but at the end I just love it I just love to run like you just feel so free and you know I I, I see now why people love to run yeah do you know what I literally went there just when you said I, I felt so free it just reminded me of Phoebe you know, in France, when she was running in the park, and I was like, that is so much freedom. But anyway, we're not, we're not talking about that kind of freedom. But I, it is so true, you know, like sports is very related to, you know, um, improving, improving people's well-being and especially their mental health. Um, and it's such a good dopamine boost, you yeah. know, like natural boost. So I, I I may be encouraged this year. <laughs> I have <laughs> been in talks running. with a few kind of you know people that I know who are runners um, in our in our little community, and I was like, listen, I can't do this on my own. <laughs> I I love motivation. If I see someone on the left of me, <laughs> yeah, right, I'm like, okay, cool. We've, we've got a sisterhood here. If I fall <laughs> down, she'll hold me. You know, but, yeah, um, so good for you. You know, it's such a good task and little routine you know to carry on and i am cheering you on just let us oh, know thank you come in but yes. so far so good um the results have been epic like we followed you through the whole of last year <laughs> i cannot wait to see you know like your improvement from that yes. but you did touch on as well on uh, the mental health um obviously like we're just coming out you know um that was not just coming out but it's more like post years you know with the lockdowns and Mm. mental health and isolation um and obviously like within your story you have been probably maybe deliberately like volunteering with particular charities but you did mention that you are involved with a particular charity for the youth uh in Croydon which does deal with mental health is that for any particular reason beyond just the obvious or is this something that you've always wanted to do um to be honest with you i getting involved with um croydon drop-in was it it just sort of came uh i was speaking at an event and um someone that happened to be there just sort of mentioned it um and explored the idea which ironically was was probably it was at the beginning of the year and yeah. um, 
that the that the pandemic began for us here in the UK mm. um and so I took it on because I was like you know what actually mental health is very important especially for young people and yeah. we've seen an increase in the decline of healthy um uh mentally healthy young people and I just yeah. felt like you know as a young person if there is any way that I could, you know, contribute my knowledge, my time, my expertise, this is an environment that I'd want to do it for, um, because it does get, it does, it doesn't get spoken about enough. I think now we're talking about it a lot more, which is so important. But even for me, from my own personal history, growing up, particularly um, in an African household, it's like that's not even a topic of discussion, you know. And so it's like, hey, there are a lot of young people that are struggling. And even if I'm sat in a boardroom or behind the scenes, if I can do something, if I can voice in um, in any space that I can, that this should this should be the space that I, I'd be in. So, yeah, I have been um, volunteering my time as a trustee with yes. this amazing charity for the past, um, yeah, nearly oh, actually be three years this month. Um, oh, wow. um, so, yeah, absolutely loving it. And have you seen, you know, like some good testimonials or stories by either the youth that have been, you know, that you have encountered on this journey? Yeah, absolutely. There's, you know, there's so many stories of young people whom they've had the opportunity to spend time with some of our counsellors and and the the amount of difference that that's made that, you know, being able to have a safe space where they can just talk about what they're going through, um, no matter how big or how small. Um, the the case studies that have just come through are honestly incredible and every year we get to just yeah just champion that and it is on the flip side um, sometimes frustrating or um, disappointing that because of the huge demand that there is on health services particularly mental health services you know we can't as much as we want to we, we cannot support as many young people as we want to if that makes sense um there's just yeah it's just there's a backlog and it's not just with us with so many health services as we know and as we've seen um coming out of our two years in isolation like so many people need support um and but it's just amazing to see that the little that we can do on on the corner of of town where we are at you know we're able to do which has been great I mean, it's it's kind of it's kind of sad because it just feels like you know that particular generation is falling through so many different systems. You know, if they're not being failed by the government, they're being failed by different systems, and you know that as well has been highlighted that actually they are struggling. And just having a place where they can speak out is important. And um, you know, talking about falling through the system as a care lever. I can imagine, you know, the story is the same, you know, they are put through a system Mm. and then, you know, probably not given enough of the tools or the, you know, the the wisdom or the guidelines or the, you know, just even given the point that they could go down, you know, this particular path and how to live life. And uh, could you share, you know, maybe a part of your story um, on that particular issue? Because I feel, you know, like the care system is also another you know, a um, mm. big particular system where this, you know, this group of people 
for um, you know the kids and the youth uh, they're literally being let down and how yeah. you know how could you encourage someone who's going through that because yeah. you know, looking at your story as well like I didn't I could not have thought that you were a care leader because you're very independent it looks like <laughs> you know I love how independent you know you you come off you know which is a good thing I don't want to make any assumptions but <laughs> the little that I've seen you're very you know your mind's screwed on straight you're very independent you've got home you know you've got good people around you you're obviously like a leader within our community but not everybody who comes out of care or the care system gets the same ending and what was it in you like what pushed you what motivated you obviously I know it may not have been easy but what was it that gave you that okay let me take another step and eventually you know you've written out a beautiful story which is not a statistic but is actually an inspiration yeah no absolutely I mean I first went into care into foster care in 2003 um which obviously I was very young I was five years of age uh but I was placed with an incredible foster family um but obviously at that age you're sort of you're not sort of aware necessarily in detail what's going on what led you there you're just sort of like okay this is my new life now (laughs) and obviously it just it followed the breakdown in the relationship between my parents and but I was fortunate enough to be placed with a carer who um yeah cared for me during that time and um I was in care for about three years um after which I was placed for adoption alongside my sister um which is a whole other experience within itself um and that adoption I suppose should write last a lifetime but for yeah. us it lasted just under a decade and the relationship sort of broke down but then yeah. also um sadly we we lost our adoptive parent um and so which wound us sort of back in foster care yeah. <laughs> um, so um, back into the situation yeah while. essentially so we, we ended up going back into into foster care or private fostering with a family member which that later broke down um again uh leading my younger sister to go back into foster care with the brand new carer and I being at the age 18 um became textbook homeless um so I began living in a supported accommodation um at 19 and yeah just kind of kind of went from there really um and I think given the fact that majority of my life from the age of five I've sort of had to grow beyond my years and sort of live in that fight or flight mode and so over time I've kind of like built whilst I don't like using this word but built resilience and like built skills and sort of the 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 mental capacity the 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 survival skills that you need Um, and just kind of saying to myself, well, hey, I know I've got a story. I'm, I know I've come from somewhere, but yeah. I don't have to let that define me or my future. Um, yeah. And I've allowed that to to motivate me because in life, really, you can you either go down two roads, good, the good or the bad, right? Yeah. And yeah. the bad just will never, ever amount to anything. And if anything, I always promise myself and, and my sister that 
as as much as I'm able to I'd like to live an honest life um, yeah. and we're humans like we're not perfect but given that the cards that we were dealt with as children weren't clearly fair um, yeah. I don't want to now live a life where I'm just mirroring the sort of negative um, start to life that I may have had or um, at the point where maybe I want to start a family I then go and just do the same thing you know I'm like yeah. okay actually let's flip the script let's not become a statistic let's not um, fit into that stereotype or conform to the way in which the world thinks that you should be just because you're a care leaver or you're abandoned or whatever and um, that's really motivated me to just do something with my life and become someone and just build community build a life build a future um, and I guess if there is any encouragement in that is for anybody who might have gone through similar or going through any kind of hardship um, and especially in their early years um, is just to remember that that stage or that season in your life is not forever um, and that you can go through the storm um, and you'll come out the other end um and most importantly begin to build community find people around you who can support you um champion you and just look gather around you right like a little village um and that's where you can draw your source of strength from and never to do things on your own because we weren't made to live life in isolation um and as long as you you know if you've got that if if you if you're a believer if you have faith holding yeah. on to your faith that's something that kept me going was yeah. literally the fact that when I made a decision yo I have nothing to lose so I'm gonna yeah. just follow Jesus and that's literally what's held me down <laughs> this whole yeah. time because honestly there have been so many opportunities in my life um yeah. where I could have given up or I could have yeah. quite literally lost my life um wow. through some scary situations that no child should ever have to go through um yeah. i've had to face all of that but i came out the other end and i can only testify to that i can only give thanks and um, yeah. so yeah it's just having gratitude for as little as much as you may have but also yeah. building community and just being around people who love you and will champion you would be my encouragement wow i mean that's just so beautiful you know you've touched on so many different aspects obviously like faith being the biggest one that anchored you you know like to just get keep getting up and trying again um but i can imagine you know because i did have a spell (laughs) of my own being homeless and you know just being in that constant flight and fear and the you know degradation of you know who you are and you know just feeling like a nobody not having that stability and you know Jesus changes a lot <laughs> you know this is not one of those situations where you know you go through things and you cannot you know become someone else but I love how your story you know is just a testament that faith and having you know believing in Christ can actually change your story mm. it doesn't mean that it's a bed you know that it's a it's a, a bed of roses all the time because you did have your ups and downs you, you did say that you went through some scary moments and I think everyone goes through scary moments but there is something so good about knowing that there is someone with you physically and also spiritually and 
you know, like I said, just seeing you come out and grow the little bit that I've seen, I am so hopeful for you, you know, for your life and what it's going to become and how beautiful in its own time and rhythm. Yeah. Which I'm kind of just seeing and I'm like, goodness me, I wish I could just see, see it all. <laughs> you know, like I love studying people, not stalking, <laughs> but just seeing people flourish from a distance and I'm like, you have so much potential and I'm so grateful that you chose against the odds to come out of a system and a situation and like you said not conform because we are all given you know we are all given cards and how you deal with them depends on you know either your belief or your resilience yes you don't like the word but <laughs> it is you know some it's a good trait to have but I love how you're like, no, I'm not going to become this because I went through this. And it is so obvious, you know, like even in the Bible, like Christ was born in a manger, but, you know, where he began is not where he ended. And it's so true for different people as well. Like where you begin necessarily doesn't always mean that that's how your story is going to end. It's just how you enter the situation, but you have everything within you. And if you really put your hand up and ask for help and just keep putting one foot in front of the other, you mm -hmm. will find your tribe. Like you yeah. said, you know, you found a group of sisters around you. Um, and I see that as well. And for any youth, you know, that's probably listening and thinking, oh my goodness, I'm so alone in this situation. You know, just terrified of having coming out of a system that has probably held them for, I think it's like 17 years and to now, be thrust into the depths of life and not having you know like a father figure or a mother figure like how do you do this thing probably just rewind this part of the podcast and just listen it over maybe seek out you know people that you can run to seek out mentors or just ask for help but definitely don't do life alone right now that brings me to the yummy question of your creativity <laughs> and you did mention that you have changed a few things within your life and yeah. um, what exactly has changed you did say that you um, are starting a new venture just elaborate yeah. a little bit about that you know, yeah of course of course so I um, studied BA interior and spatial design at the University yeah. of the Arts London um, and I've always, always been um, super inspired and just super passionate about this particular area, about space. Um, and so the end goal has always been to build a business um, around interior and spatial design. However, somewhere along the lines in my life, I also built a career in marketing and communications and I worked in several roles across the charity sector um, until I sort of ended up being the head of marketing for a really great um, charity um, local to South London. However, it sort of got to a point where I was like, okay, Queenie, it's it's sort of now or never. Um, it's now or never. I'm, I'm still young. I, you know, there's so many opportunities to just try something different venture out see what works see what sticks but i've always been passionate about um in particular uh getting to a stage within my career where i can design um spaces and homes particularly for young um 
people who have left foster care so as a care leaver your first sort of home um is kind of like what do you even do you're young possibly 18 between the ages of 18 to 25 you're given your first flat and you have absolutely no clue what to do with it where to begin how to design how to sort of make sense of your space and I feel like no they aren't given the support that they need um I mean I had that when I moved into my first flat it was completely empty I had no furniture no nothing started from scratch no money just had to figure it out like for the longest time I was using um a a blow-up bed in from Tesco as my sofa in the living room (laughs) so you know you do do the things that you have to do until you build up right but I'm just like what if there was a care leaver who had that support somebody who come in help them design their space you um take them along the journey to input what they want their space to look like because that's your home and your home defines you it's part of your identity um and if you don't have somewhere where you you feel inspired where you feel safe like for years I didn't like where I lived like I didn't like it didn't feel home to me it just it was like this foreign place I never used to stay like I'd only come home to sleep right and I feel like there's so many um not I I know there are so many young um care leavers who feel the exact same way um and so I want to be able to kind of fill the gap in that market where I support these young people and help um local authorities to do this because this is something they clearly aren't doing and they're kind of pummeling their resources, their money into things that aren't even helpful at all. Yeah. Um, but yeah. not not just leaving that there in terms of designing um, the space for them, but actually helping them by creating a program that will equip them to better their financial management or they're helping them build their network, their community, like helping them just to integrate back into society. Because yeah. for care leavers, they just have, you know, the highest inc- incarceration rate, high suicide rate, like, it's just it's really heartbreaking um most of them end up homeless again and it's just like you know you 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 really don't want to fit into that category or into that demographic like they are all highly capable we've all been created by god and so you can be somebody in this society and we, we shouldn't have to you know when you google statistics about care leavers it's almost like um, yeah well you know there are ten thousand of them and da 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 and 90 percent of yeah. them are like not like they they don't become somebody and it's like what why do you have to be associated with that and so whilst i want to have an interior design business i want that to sort of help support that particular area but also open to designing and exploring spaces for so many other things so there are a few projects that are in the pipeline that i'm working on which is really exciting and and just being able to just be creative again because Whilst I was creative in my previous role, almost the higher up you get and the bigger your team becomes, the less sort of creative responsibilities you have. (laughs) And so I was like, no, I want to be hands-on. I don't care about the titles. I just want to be hands-on as a creative. And um, whilst I am building towards my business, um, I'm kind of harnessing um, my skill set from my career that I've just sort of transitioned from. And I um, design brands or help support to like redesign brands for some local amazing organizations um designing websites and sort of all types of graphical elements i'm taking up photography again um doing photo shoots which is amazing (laughs) like just being creative and and being able to get paid for that i think we live in a time where we're extremely fortunate that you can you can do things like that you know and and get paid for it and make a living and 
and yeah. it is heartbreaking given the fact that you know we live in a time where it for many it's financially challenging yeah. um but it's kind of like okay rather than sort of not like just sit and and wait for the green light um from yeah. from the economy or from the system to go what can we do now what what how can we like lean on our skills and our resources yeah. to just do something and and that's something that I'm exploring this year, being self-employed and just kind of enjoying the journey. I love the fact that I don't know what's coming next or um, every month is different and every yeah. week is different, which is absolutely amazing for yeah. me, you know. Yeah. And the freedom of having a choice of where you work. I mean, oh my gosh, yeah. There, there is nothing like, you know, for me, I do apologize, but sitting behind a desk is like a death trap. I cannot sit, <laughs> <laughs> you know behind a desk and the reason behind it is that I've always known I was different I've always known there was just something that desired greatness there was something yeah. that desired creativity and I could not for the life of me just envision you know myself um forever in a situation that is just behind a desk I don't get to use my hands I don't get to walk around and you know so it is it is something when you get the courage to break away from yeah the and the norm and to just your passion because I remember I in fact so many jobs that we did at the beginning and it is okay to start out that way but there was always that niggling I don't know if you can resonate as well but I always had that niggling of like there is more and I'm like really but then I didn't know what my passion was so I started discovering you know and trying to push the boundaries I did do my nine to fives but I just felt okay what can I create and coming from a very great you know family my dad was an architect my mom very you know business savvy I just thought okay let me just try and explore and yes being the last you know like the youngest I had to <laughs> you yeah. know and I remember that moment when I had almost like an epiphany I think I was um probably struggling in one of those seasons and I was just tired everything just felt so dry so routine so mundane it just felt like constant you know groundhog days for me and i think it we were working in uh some office spaces and i was just trying out okay well let me just try cleaning offices you know when you're still at the beginning stages of trying to venture out yeah and i was getting paid a particular sum of money and i'm like you know what i'm more than this and it wasn't coming from a space of entitlement but there was just something saying you could earn more because you have, you know, when you have certain dreams, it pushes you to become more and, you know, just create more. So I remember boldly walking to my boss and saying, you know, I'm more than a cleaner. And he's like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> you know, forgetting the fact that he could fire me anyway. I just walked into his office and, I, you know, I finished all my chores and I was like, look, I'm an interior designer. I have a portfolio. I need to see you. You know, it's almost like walking into, you know, Alan Sugar's office. <laughs> and um, I just told him what it was. And he was like, okay, that's fine. You know, set up a meeting and we fill and so and, you know, we, we'll see what you've got. So I had to put my mouth, <laughs> you know, put my actions where my mouth was. And I remember sitting in this boardroom, like literally, it was just night and day. But sometimes it takes a decision to take a risk. Yeah. Or to just go a little bit to the left and just see what you can get. And I remember coming out of that boardroom feeling so on fire for life. And I was like, wow, this is the first time I've felt this. I never felt like this when I was doing stuff that, you know, was normal. And I just did not resonate with it. And I remember getting 
told that I had okay my very first contract which was 15 units to design you know like executive wow. and I'm like this is amazing and I remember when it came down to writing my invoice I was like okay let's put a figure down and God was like put another zero on that <laughs> yeah. and I did that and they paid yeah. and I promise you Queenie it was the most amazing exhilarating feeling to realize and it was just I think I remember when I looked at it I was like wow when I did what the world told me to do because it's how everybody does it I got paid for example maybe 200 pounds but then when I followed my dreams I had a thousand plus and it's not about the figures it's about belief you know there is something that happens when you believe in yourself doors first of all open for you you create with passion and it always comes from a place of love and now eight years later I know you've started the journey of self-employment eight years later I am still as passionate as I was I love walking into homes and just doing them up and you know having the response of the client and just seeing their face giving them back this space where they can relax because to be honest the world is a crazy place the last thing you want to do is come home and have crazy <laughs> you know so if you have the you know the gift and you know we are gifted to serve so as kingdom kids I'm like you know what god people need time so imagine if we give them back time and space and you know even down to the name and the branding you were talking about branding you know even down to the name I prayed into the name of this company and it was like Eden I'm like okay why Eden you know if you go to Genesis 1 that is why because we were created to be in a space where we can cultivate and think and offer God but so many homes you know are just not created in that space so imagine if human beings had a bubble where they can come home and just be and relax and it's peaceful and all you've done is just put maybe a lick of paint and some chairs but to that person you've given them their Eden mm. you know little pockets like that and it may not make sense people are like yeah it's just a paintbrush and it's like no this is well this is therapy <laughs> you know yeah. this is someone coming home and enjoying their space so I completely empathize, you know, like with the care leaders and I completely support your passion because there is nothing like having a home, you know, that stability, but also having it feel like a home. Mm. So you will definitely need to knock on some doors, which I'm glad that you're already doing, you know, to just have the big support and, you know, just challenge the councils. And I pray someone picks up on that because yes, the housing in the UK is not as it should be, but people like, you know, like yourself and, you know, uh, myself, we can start something. And I pray many people listen to this and whoever is out there, if you have a dream and it's, you know, championing change in the community, impacting lives of people, a particular group of people, go for it because you do not know how simple just your idea or your passion will change your life and yeah. it's not always the big things it could just be like you said supporting children you know giving them a home giving them a direction even knowing where to get chairs you know i know it sounds really small but those things really matter so 
I am championing you on and I cannot wait. Again, like, you know, it's just like nuggets after nuggets and, you know, impact. Again, to see how that vision unfolds itself. And um, whoever is listening, just, I mean, we're here, we're sharing this story. Like, I pray the vision gets, you know, supported in some way. Um, but yeah, very well done. And <laughs> I, don't, I, I don't even know what else to say, but I'm so, so, so encouraged story and oh, I kind of you. To, you know just see what it becomes but um on a lighter side the photography I mean why now like how have you had a camera and you're not taking photos <laughs> I know <laughs> you posted on your Instagram and someone g- gave a reply that is so on point like yes please because we need some good images <laughs> so how long have you done your photography for I know like I've been been taking pictures so i studied photography at a level stage mm-hmm. i suppose um and i've always been intrigued in it i've always loved it but over the years you know when you get busier and you just say <laughs> oh i don't have time i, don't know, I fell into that bracket of making excuses um yeah. and yeah. now that i have a bit more time freedom i'm like oh my goodness like this is amazing like i've had cameras that have just been collecting dust on you know on my shelf and just sitting there like a display unit ridiculous um but not even just my cameras the power that we have in our hands our phones like they can do some really cool things um so i'm and you know going on the photography walks that i do or anywhere i go and i take an image that in it essentially it it inspires me um it inspires me to go away and be a bit more creative obviously like yourself like i love buildings um i'm fascinated by (laughs) honestly always like when i walk i'm looking up i think there's power in that like we're always so distracted i walk into walls and poles and people get annoyed with me but i love it (laughs) because it's just like you just miss things like you know you, we don't see what's going on in this world like i was on a train today um going down south and i you know you're you're going past the uh like sort of gro- like meadows or yes. land or whatever and you yes. know i'm seeing these perfectly like sculpted um river streams and i'm yes. like what like that how <laughs> and you're just yes. And I would have never noticed that if I, you know, if I'd had my nose in my phone, you know. Yes. Um, and so I love just taking images and, you know, corners yes. of buildings because I'm like, look at this facade. Like, who thought of that? Like, yes. I just love it. <laughs> so yes. I hope it's to the do beauty more of, that. of not having AirPods. Like, there's oh my a gosh, whole yeah. different world. <laughs> whole different world. Like, it's a whole different world, girl. Like, what you listen um... to, like the sound of the ocean, the sound of cars yes. beeping, even though it's annoying, the sounds of but it's incredible yes like i love waves like i love hearing the sound of waves i love hearing birds tweet i love seeing sunsets but it's so crazy like i've never always had like my ears like with headphones on even on trains i think people can be like wow okay so she doesn't have her earphones on (laughs) but i'm that person on the trains i don't have earphones in even like when i'm on the bus i just want to hear everything (laughs) and it's so crazy like you've talked talked, talked about the the phones and people every single person is in the phone like wow okay can you know have conversation and i feel like we're losing the art of conversation 
generations but hey yeah. that's the age that we live in but good on you keep going out there capture this fun fest um and just see what you get and just keep building on your creativity yeah but, um, you know as we wind up on obviously like this amazing story i, I know we could go on forever we're trying to <laughs> um <laughs> how has you know what is the one thing so far i know we've just come into february um which is so wild like january was literally last week right went with a quickness yeah quickly so um do you have maybe like a particular scripture that has been speaking to you or anything that you feel okay you're holding on to as you keep diving into the year yeah i mean um a big well a scripture that's sort of I've been holding on to the last couple of months um for me has been Exodus 14 verse 14 which essentially says the Lord will fight for you um and that holds power for me because oftentimes like we feel like we just do everything on our own or we do stuff by our own strength and you know it can be easy to feel like we must have control over everything but like when you get to stage in your life where you're like mm, actually there are some things that are beyond my capacity and my strength yeah, and my yeah. uh, it's just you look at situations they're like listen I don't even have the strength to do deal this. with this, this I can't do this <laughs> but then when you open the word and then it's like yeah. it's like well hey God is like hey I'll do that yeah. <laughs> you're like really? Oh, okay. <laughs> But, but it, it's one thing to see it, read it. Um, yeah. It's another thing to understand and accept it. Yes. And I think that's something that we struggle with as a society, especially for believers. It's like, yeah. oh, I believe there's a God, but I'm going to do this by myself. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I don't, you know, I don't know for whomever is listening might have come across these particular um, Christian influencers who will do like yeah. skits on Instagram where it's like, the Bible says one thing, and then us as humans were like, mm, "I'm gonna go sleep for myself." Yeah. <laughs> and then you oh, go sleep for yourself, the and time. then you get burnt. <laughs> all the time, we we get burnt, people. But it's it's so crazy that inkling. You know, it's almost like in our DNA to always want to try first. Yeah. And we're human. Like, dude, I'm here. I'm free. I don't even have overheads. Just just ask me, and I'll do it for you. But that's so cool and you know that i can say i resonate with that i think for me when we got into 2023 i was like 23 he made it so simple it was like some 23 i'm like yes <laughs> could you please lead me for one yeah you know? and um you know god is faithful when we ask him like he, he does you know he does do what we ask um and he just wants to be a part of our lives and he just wants to lead us into all things that even beyond our imagination you know like we're talking about dreams which about aspirations and you know on the chat but getting him involved just makes it all that much better because he gives you so many different you know dimensions and perspectives and paradigms and like oh i didn't know i could do that oh <laughs> you know yeah. i didn't know i could be that person and uh that's amazing to have and I hope you know by the time we get to December we have ticked off our checklist yes got our goals and you know just look back and just be in awe of you know an amazing year but um like I said we could chat forever but I'm (laughs) going to keep it short and sweet hopefully we'll have like a part two when we're coming (laughs) back to see all these amazing you know like and you know um 
programs and projects that you're working on and i like again i'm so 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 grateful that we are getting more and more you know role models for the youth and i i will champion you forever um, still take my time on the running but we will start <laughs> um we will start i need to get my shoes so i'm not gonna like procrastinating but um honestly queenie it's been beautiful again just having you and having you know just just a beautiful story and holds for us and if anybody wanted to get in touch with you either for you know the charities that you are involved in if they want to get involved in that or maybe support your dreams you know like we're talking about helping uh potentially helping the caregivers with housing where can they find you and how can they reach you yeah of course well people are more than welcome to connect with me on instagram at queenie chizia um but also on linkedin you can connect with me there and just keep up to date with what i'm working on or where i'm at again just search up queenie chizia and you'll find me (laughs) awesome guys well that was queenie chizia an amazing youth with such a great story. I hope you have been inspired. We hope to get her back sometime, maybe this year or next year for a part two. But for now, that was this life. Take care. See you soon.